Welcome to the Christ Fellowship Podcast. This is Derek. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And today we're going to wrap up our series, Anticipating, and today we're going to lean into joy, the joy that Jesus brings and how that joy is not just for a certain group of people, not for a certain team or people group, but it's for all people. It is good news of great joy for all the people. And so I'd love for you to grab your notes, grab your pen, get ready, grab your Bible, and also want to encourage you to check out withholdtobehold.com. Uh, we have our community fast that's happening January 8th for 21 days. Uh, we want you to be part of this. It's a life-changing time where we connect with the Lord, we get our eyes on Him, we set aside some things in life to really connect and be aware of God. So man, check out withholdtobehold.com. We're looking forward to seeing how God speaks to you during this fast. God bless and Merry Christmas. Yes. Man, join me in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for, uh, man, the songs that we can sing in community. I thank you just for the voices that gather in this room together. Those that are joining us online, we bless them, and we thank you that we get to gather today uh, not um, wishing that we understood God or wishing that God would show us who he is, but because you have shown who you are in the birth of Jesus, in the man Jesus, in the life, the death, and resurrection of Jesus. And so we celebrate you today, and we ask that you lead us into truth as we open up the scriptures, as we look at the birth of Jesus, and we see him rightly, and maybe respond appropriately in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hey, tell the person as you're sitting down whether you like white Christmas or 60-degree Christmas. Y'all, get out of here, man. Hey, hey, let me just real quick. 60-degree Christmas, anybody? Oh, not many, many. White Christmas people? Seriously, wow, wow, wow. Y'all are weird. You never lived in the North, obviously. Oh, you did, New Yorker, yes. We got some New Yorkers in here. I love 60-degree temperatures. I told you last Sunday I mowed my front yard. Guess what I did yesterday? Mowed the backyard. Why not? In a T-shirt, by the way. It was awesome. Uh, man, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is so good to have you guys with us today. Uh, if you're a guest, my name is Derek. It's an honor and privilege to have you join us today. Uh, our prayer, two things we prayed for you. Number one is that you would experience love in some tangible way today, whether it's a, a welcome at the door, whether it's a smile, whether it's coffee. Hop, uh, we didn't have cappuccino, did we? If it's coffee or hot chocolate, whatever we have out there, um, or just the kindness of one of the ushers uh, leading you to your seat. But our second thing that we pray is that you would leave here today and say, man, I don't know exactly what it was, but man, I feel like I encountered something like God today. That the presence of God would be so real to you today. That's our prayer. And, uh, and so today, man, as we, as we center around the birth of Jesus, um, we've been talking about anticipation. And uh, the song that uh, the team led us in, anticipating, was a song that was written in-house, produced, recorded in-house, beautiful song. And it talks about how there's anticipation. In this time of year, there's tons of anticipation. Uh, I don't know about you, if you've got kids, uh, there's a lot of anticipation of what's coming tomorrow morning. And I was thinking about anticipation and some things that I've anticipated over my time. And I was thinking about when I was a little kid, um, and maybe your small town was like my small town I grew up in. We had one VHS rental store. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And they knew they weren't probably going to last forever. So guess what they had in addition to rentals? They also had tanning beds. Anybody else's hometown like that? Yeah? 
But my hometown was actually even better. They're like, man, I don't know about the tanning business. I'm not sure about the VHS business. You know what we need? We need to put a sports card collection that we're going to sell in the middle. Anybody else is like that? Or am I the only weird one up in the north? Okay, a couple of other ones. There we go. And uh, I remember going down there with my friends. It was called Hopstetter's Video. Um, no longer there, obviously. We don't need those anymore. We have streaming platforms. But uh, we would go down there and we would get packs of cards. And uh, remember Don Russ and Fleer, Upper Deck. Oh my goodness, all these tops chrome. If you had some real dollars, if you had a birthday, you could go get those. And you would open up that pack and there was this anticipation like, did I get that rookie card? Did I get that Michael Jordan? Did I get that fill in the blank? And there was this anticipation of what was to come. And then I think about when I grew up and when I got down on my knee in front of my, my, my girlfriend at the time and, and proposed and asked her to marry me, the anticipation, the, the feeling inside of, man, what's she going to say? She better say yes, because I'm in her, I'm, I flew down to Texas in front of her whole family. She hopefully says yes, but there was a lot of anticipation in that moment. Or when my, my wife was giving birth to our kids and, and the amount of anticipation of, man, we're going to meet somebody we haven't met before. Ah, this anticipation of what's to come. And if you think about the Christmas story, there was so much anticipation going on. There was this anticipation of a whole people group. The whole Israel was looking for this Messiah, this Savior that would come. And as the song that our team wrote is so beautifully put, they were anticipating, they were expecting Jesus to be one thing, but he ended up being something very differently. And then I think, though, of, of the night that Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph. Think about the anticipation that Mary and Joseph had. Like they're teenagers and they're gonna have their first baby, but they both know because they've been told by the angels, this isn't just like a normal baby. This is not just a normal process of birth. Like your baby's gonna be called Emmanuel. Your baby is gonna save the world from their sin. Can you imagine the anticipation? Like, Man, I can't even think about that, but like, man, is he going to have Joseph's nose or Mary's nose? That's a trick question if you knew how it all happened. Anyhow, anyhow. <laughs> You'll get that later. Um, what's he going to be like? Is he going to keep us up all night? Is he going to cry? Like, what's, what's he going to be like? And so there's this anticipation. And then, and then finally we read in Luke chapter 2 that Jesus was, was born, a very normal birth, born and Mother gave birth, and they laid him down. It says in, in chapter 2 of Luke, it says, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there, there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were filled with great fear. Just imagine that. I know we, we read this and we're like, Richie said, we've heard this a million times, but just think if like you were working night shift with the shepherds and you're out there and you're looking up at the stars and all of a sudden this most glorious light filled up the sky and you saw this being. You heard about maybe angels and then all of a sudden this angel was there before you up in the sky and like, of course, we'd be like, wow, I don't know. Should I be excited? Should I be scared? Like, is this the end? Like, what's happening? And, and then the angel says, fear not. And I always tell you guys, listen, I think if the Lord showed up today, he would get a megaphone and say, do not fear. Fear not. And so they tell the, the shepherds, do not fear. Fear not. This is why. For behold, 
I bring you what? What do I bring you? I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The angels show up, and, and they give this declaration. This is where I want to lean into today. As we're talking about anticipation, we've been talking about hope and love and peace, and today I want to lean into joy. And what the angels heralded was, listen, we are here. Don't be afraid. We have good news of great what? Joy. That's for all the people. So when we talk about joy, we, we sometimes get this kind of uh, muddled up with, with happiness, and, and being happy is great. I love being happy, and, but happiness is really rooted in an external circumstance. Things go my way. I get a Christmas bonus. I get a promotion. You know, something goes well for me, and so there's this happiness. But the next time something doesn't go my way, the next time I hear somebody talk about me, that happiness can easily drain out. You know, happiness typically leaks, right? It, it goes quickly. But, but the joy we talk about in the scriptures from cover to cover in the in the Bible, it is not an external um, something happened. So it's, no, no, this joy is is something that's internal. It's a internal contentment that has the power to transcend any circumstance. So whether it's the joy of a child being born, praise the Lord, or or like my mentor and friend who's in his late 80s down in Houston, um, he he buried his wife this week, and. Um, and in the midst of that pain, in the midst of that loss, in the midst of that brokenheartedness, um, they finished the service singing a song that says, when I ran out of that grave, oh, oh, talk about joy. This is the joy that we see the angels say, listen, I bring you good news that's filled with great joy. So, so what is the good news and, and why is it filled with great joy? And, and how does that apply to you and I today? Like, what does that look like? So I've got three things that, that I think help us as we look at the birth of Jesus and, and what joy he brings. The first thing that I think the angels would point to of good news that is filled with great joy is that Jesus' birth, it reminds us and gives us a picture that God is with us, that we are never alone. Most human beings, one of their core fears, one of their great fears, have you, is that they're going to be all alone. And if, it's, if I'm all alone, that means everything depends on me. <laughs> and God, from the very beginning, wanted humanity to know that he is with them. He was walking in the garden with the garden, in the garden with Adam and Eve. He's walking with them. Even when they mess up, he stayed with them. And he was with every generation. God with us. And Jesus comes on the scene. It's like God saying, like, guys, listen, you'd missed it in the past. Listen, I want to be with you. I love the line of that. We read it so easily or we sing it so easily. Please with men is men to dwell. Wow, what a beautiful text. That God has always been with us, but Jesus comes on the scene as the physical form and says, listen, here I am, Emmanuel, God with us. Wow, God has always been with us. And so the birth of Jesus, it reminds us and it reveals to us that, that we're not alone, even when we feel alone. Everybody may turn on us, everybody may go a separate way, but at the end of the day, Jesus says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And so some of us in the room, you're like, man, I, I don't feel that. I, I get it. It's not a feeling, it's truth. How many of you know truth trumps feelings? Anybody else agree to that? 
And so the truth is, the birth of Jesus, it shows us that God's plan all along has been to remain with humanity. And so we see this is good news of great joy that we are not alone, that we will never be alone, that God is with us. The second thing that I think the birth of Jesus shows us that's good news of great joy is that God is for who? Us. He's for us. And that means we don't have to earn or prove ourselves. And this is incredible news, especially for some of us that maybe were raised in a, in a, in a, a deeply religious environment, maybe similar to mine, that, that this really is good news of great joy because it's not about you. God is for you regardless of how you think about him and how you act. Can somebody say that's good news, right? Like, it's good news that it's not like, okay, I've got to do a couple things, and when I do a couple things, I appease God, and therefore God will be for me. No, no, no. Listen, God is for us, and let me tell you what that means. That means he's for you today. He's for you today. We all know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. And this is what the next verse says. It says that he didn't send Jesus to condemn us, but to what? Save us. This is good news of great joy because it's not on you. It never has been on you. And actually, the history of God has always been this. He is for humanity. Man, Israel, man, God was for him and for them. And guess what? Israel messed up time and time and time again. God still was for them. The disciples, man, do you think they had a resume that was like, wow, I want them on, their team, on my team? No, no, no. They're like, no, I would never pick those guys. But Jesus is like, I want them. I want them to be with me because I'm for them. Did Mary and Joseph, did they earn the right to be the parents of God? Did they do something special? No, no, no. It's grace. And so today, as we think about the birth of Jesus, we're, we're reminded that, oh my goodness, even when we have tried to do everything to change God's mind, he's never changed his mind towards you. And maybe you just need to hear that today. Maybe you've been in churches before and they just want to tell you how bad you are. And I just want to tell you, Jesus didn't come to point his finger at you. He came to wrap his arm around you. He didn't come to tell you all the ways that you failed. He came to wipe out your failures so he can say, come and follow me. Trust me. I'm not only with you, but I'm for you. How many of you know that's good news that God is for you? It's so good news. So God is with us. God is for us. But the third piece, and this is really what I've been sitting in this week, is is that the birth of Jesus, it shows us that God is faithful, that we can trust him at his promises. Uh, if, if you study uh, the Old Testament and you get into all the prophecies and the prophets and all these things, there are uh, between 200 and 400 times in the Old Testament where there's a foreshadowing to this one that we call Jesus. 200 to 400 times in the Old Testament, there was this finger that was pointing to, there's going to be one who's born, there's going to be one who lives, there's going to be one who dies, there's going to be one who's raised from the dead, who's going to restore all things. And what we see in the birth of Jesus is that he is faithful to fulfill his promises. He said, I'll send one that's going to restore, it's going to redeem. And we see when Jesus is born, we see, yeah, man, it, it looks different than we thought. We thought it was going to look this way. Like we thought he was just going to bring a sword and like wipe out and slaughter a bunch of people. But no, no, no. Jesus is like, nope. Actually, instead of killing everybody, this is my plan. I'm going to die. And in dying, I'm going to save everyone. Oh, what a glorious. Is that not good news? 
that he is not only with us, he is for us, but he is faithful. And he's so faithful, even when we're not faithful, he remains the same. Anybody else have ever not been faithful with God? Anybody else? Can we just be honest in church? Hey, it's Christmas Eve. Don't lie in church, okay? Anybody not been faithful in their life? Come on, ever, ever? Am I the only one up here? I got two hands up, right? How many of you know can also say, as I've not been faithful, God has been faithful? Anybody else in the house be able to say that, right? This is the story. This is why it's good news. You and I mess up. You and I will mess up again. But there is one that says, even when you mess up, I will not change. Even when you're not faithful, God says, I actually am going to continue to be faithful. And that's good news of great joy for all people, all people. And that leads us to the second part, which is really exciting why it's good news, is it's for not just some people, but it's for all people. And it's a little offensive, actually, that the angels would say, hey, I've got good news of great joy, and it's not just for the Western church. It's not just for the wealthy. It's not just for the white people or the black people or the Asians or Hispanic. It's actually good news for who? Oh, man, come on now. Preach that right now. That sounds good. It's, it's good news of great joy for all people. Well, what about those people? Yeah, those people, too. It's good news for, for Israel. It's, it's good news of great joy for Palestine. It's good news of great joy for Ukraine. Good news of great joy for Russia. Good news of great joy for China. Good news of great joy, fill in the blank. Who do you feel like's your enemy? Who do you feel like's not worthy? It's for them too. It's profound. And so the angels come on the scene and they say, it is good news of great joy for all the people. But then we see in Luke chapter two, so, so Jesus is, is now being raised by his parents. And about 40 days after this, it was custom to take uh, a firstborn son to Jerusalem um, to offer a sacrifice. And so we see Mary and Joseph, they take Jesus to Jerusalem and they get into the temple and they have some encounters with people. And the second one's what I want to look at because it's so profound. Okay, so that, so they're in the temple in, in verse 25, it says, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And he was a righteous and devout man waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents, parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed him and said, listen to what he said to him about Jesus. He said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all, all, all people. A light of revelation to the Gentile and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. Wow. Now once again, Mary and Joseph, like they had an inkling. They had some understanding about this baby. They knew it wasn't just a normal baby, obviously. They had angels pronounce that she was pregnant. All the craziness, right? And all these proclamations about Jesus. But in this moment, Simeon gives them another nugget of like, wow, he's even better than I thought. Simeon says like, Jesus is salvation. He's the one we've been hoping for. And and what he says then, it's so shocking in the day. And we missed the the cultural piece here. But but he says, not only is Jesus for the Jew, that would be obvious. They're Jewish people. Jesus is Jewish. But he says, he's not only for the Jew, he's also for the Gentile. 
Meaning that Jesus, the birth of Jesus, was for all people. And as Mary and Joseph see their baby being held by Simeon and hear him say this word, their minds are blown. Wow, this is way bigger than we thought. What the angel said to the shepherds was that it was good news of great joy for all people. And, and here they are hearing it again. It's not just for the Jew. It's for the Gentile. It's for everyone. And this is why it's good news. And this is what gets me so excited. And once again, it's sometimes hard for us to say, this is why I think it's good news, that Jesus wasn't born just for one people group. He was born to make all people groups one. Somebody say amen to that. He was not born for one people group. It wasn't just for the Jews. It wasn't just for men. It wasn't just for the elite, the religious leaders. It wasn't for the people that show up to church. No, no, no. Jesus came to break down all the walls, all the reasons why we put ourselves on team. Democrat, Republican, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, like men, women, rich, poor, all these things. Jesus is like, no, I didn't come for one. I actually came to shake it all up that there would be one people that would with one voice lift up the glory and the renown of God himself. Isn't that good news of great joy? It's for all people, every single person. And so we see this today, that his birth... His life, his death, his resurrection, it, it invites us to believe. Because even when Jesus was walking around, there were people that tasted the joy that he offered. There were people that experienced healing. There were people that, that were the outcasts, and Jesus said, hey, come to my table and have dinner with me. There were people that were oppressed and depressed and Jesus spoke truth over them, and they were released. But at the same time, he was offering this joy on the earth. There were many people that said, I can't believe it. I don't want to receive it. And most of those people, honestly, were the religious, deeply religious. And those people missed out on the joy that Jesus offered. And I'm telling you, today, as we remember, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, he is offering you joy. He's reminding us that God is with us, not just on a Sunday morning in church, but man, when you go Wednesday to work or when you start the new year off, he's, he's not just with us. He's, he's not looking to, to point out things. He's actually for you. And some of you just need to reiterate that to yourself all week long. God is for you. He's for you in every way. And at the end of the day, listen, he's so faithful. We can trust him. So here's what I want to do. I want us to pray just for a moment. We're going to lead back into a couple of corporate songs together, but I want to take a moment. I want us to pray together. And I want us to pray about those three areas. And I want us just to sit in those and give thanks for a moment that the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that was moving in Simeon's life, that same Spirit that was upon Jesus and raised Jesus from the dead, is available today because the veil was torn, as we sang about. That the Spirit of God would, would deposit joy in us because of the truth. So let's just take a moment and let's just think about the fact that that you are not alone. There's never been a moment of your life, even if you felt alone, even if you feel alone today, that you've been alone, that God has always been with you. He's always been offering himself to you. And so can we just take a moment and thank the Lord that he is always present. And the words of Jesus still ring true today. He said, I'll never leave you You'll not be like an orphan. So Lord, we thank you that this Christmas as we look at the one that we call Emmanuel, 
that you are still with us. You're still among your people. It's always been your desire for us to be with you and you to be with us. So we thank you for that truth, Lord. Thank you for the joy that brings that we can never be alone. Then let's just thank him right now that he is for us. Man, what a gift it is to have a father who's not looking for ways to get us in trouble. We have a father that when we mess up, he says, man, I got it taken care of. Get your head back up. Believe what's true and let's walk forward. So whatever you're going through today, just, just even this hope, let this hope sink into you. Holy Spirit, would you just deposit it deep into our soul that whatever you're going through today, God is for you. The scriptures say, then who else can be against you? What power, what people, what? No, 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 it all falls down when we realize that, man, God is for me. He's for humanity. And lastly, can we just lift up a gratitude, a thanksgiving that God is faithful? That when he promises, he will come through and it may not look like we thought it would. It may not be the timing, but but today there's joy that rises up in us when we remind ourselves that, wow, that's right, that, that time that I dropped the ball, that time when I was dealing with that, that time when I, man, was running from the Lord, he remained faithful. take a moment is where where do you need to hear that where does that need to sink in today that God is faithful is it over your relationships is it over your health is it over your finances over your faith maybe you got a lot of questions going on today and you're like man I don't know God is faithful even in your questions and in your doubts and Lord we humble ourselves and we're so great grateful for the words the angel said that it's good news of great joy for all people Lord may we be a people that receive it and also desire that others would walk in that same joy Lord thank you for allowing us to gather here this morning and fill us with your spirit as you fill us with joy in the name of the Father the Son and the Spirit Amen let's stand and make much of the risen King